0: is not to be able to say my father was the president my father was a sports hero our greatest privilege is to be able to say God is my father because I can tell you without him I would have nothing I wouldn't have a life I wouldn't have a wife at least a godly wife wouldn't have godly children, our family would be a wreck without God. And I am thankful for him. Uh, Joshua 24 this morning. Amen. Brother Jeffrey said, preach whatever I want. Don't, don't have to be limited to Father's Day, but, but I couldn't get away from it because sometimes we, I, need a checkup from the neck up. So I'm gonna to speak to us fathers today. Amen. We'll get, we'll get to the text here in, in a minute. But uh, just talking about fathers. A father of five children won a toy at a raffle. He called his kids together and asked him who should, which of them should have the present. You know, I got five kids, one present. Who's the most obedient, he said. The kids looked among themselves. and Who never talks back to mother? They all started, you know, worrying. Who does everything she says? And five little voices in unison said, Okay, Dad, you get the toy. Amen. A comedian said one time now, now that my father is a grandfather, and this is me, this is my life story. Now my my father is a grandfather. He just can't wait to give money to my kids. When I was a kid and I asked him for 50 cents, he'd tell me the story of his life. I got up at 5 a.m. when he was seven years old, walked 23 miles to milk 90 cows and the farmer for whom he worked had no bucket, so he had to squirt the milk in his little hand and walk eight miles to the nearest can, all for five cents. And the result was, I never got my 50 cents. But now he tells my children every time he comes to the house, well, let's, let's see how much money old granddad uh, has for his wonderful kids. And the minute they take the money out of his hand, I call the kids over to me and I snatch it away from him because that's my money. Amen. Some of you, some of you can relate. Amen. Today is the day we honor our fathers. And in all seriousness, we are to honor our fathers and our mothers and this day in June is set aside for us to honor the fathers. It's a shame we honor dads one day in June and homos the whole month. But we honor our fathers in this country. but we're to honor fathers not because it's a holiday, not because it's a tradition, not because there's sales going all over in the country but because God said so. In fact, he said so specifically in Ephesians 6, 1-3, he said, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Notice it don't. It doesn't say honor only good moms and dads, or uh, it doesn't say honor them if you like them. It doesn't say honor only the right ones. It simply says honor thy father and mother. And so today it's fitting that we honor all fathers. Mark Twain said, when I was a boy of 14, my father was so ignorant, I could hardly stand to have the old man around. But when I got to 21, I was astonished at how much the old man learned in seven years. Ain't that the truth. But let's look at our text this morning, Joshua 24. Very familiar, verse 14 and 15. Joshua 24, verse 14 and 15. Now, <coughs> therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve you the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Help us. I simply like to preach on a determined dad. A determined dad. Can we raise our hands? Heavenly Father, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for the godly examples we have in the Word of God. Lord, thank you for our fathers. Thank you, Lord. My father-in-law is able to be here this morning. God, bless them. God, speak to them. Draw us closer to you, Lord, as fathers, God, we pray, and help us to be more like our heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Talking about Joshua, here he is at the age of a hundred and ten. He summons all the leaders of Israel to Shechem for a farewell address. He charged them to obey the Lord for, amen, who had fought for them and had given them an inheritance. I want to tell you, America was given as an inheritance to God's people. Amen, founded upon godly principles. Amen, founded by men of God and men who, who wanted to worship God in sincerity and truth. But we are about to lose it. He warned them of the danger of apostasy. And he said, choose you this day whom ye will serve. He brought them to Shechem because Shechem had a special place. In the, in the in the nation of Israel, he was alive with, with sacred memories. Amen. It was there Abraham built his altar. It was there that Jacob's well was, and so, Amen. Great many things had happened them, and as Joshua spoke, he spoke to them with the voice of experience. Amen. He had walked with Moses for forty years. Amen. He had been with the man of God forty years. He had led Israel by himself 25 years. He had seen how God had taken that nation. Amen, that was just a a mess. Amen, in the land of Egypt. And they had now become a fighting force. And so he brings them together and reminds them who's their God. He reinforced this... um, appeal with the power of a good example because he said, as for me, you say, well, you remember what Moses taught you. You remember what the old man of God said back in the day? No, he said, "As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." Amen. Lots of things we can say about Joshua but over the second time. I'm just going to talk about two two qualities he possessed that, amen, that all of us fathers or even mothers, amen. Maybe you're the only godly one in your household this morning and that we would do well to emulate. Number one, he was the priest of He is home. Oftentimes in life, amen, the Father's as fathers, our children will pass us up for mama or somebody else, especially if they fall or hurt. You know, dad is what and say, Oh, come on, you know, get up, you know, shake it off. It'll be all right. But so, even they bypass us and run to mama because mama will just sit there and hold them, amen, and kiss their little boo-boo. But I want to tell you, amen, the one thing, they will not try to find somebody else to be an example to them of having a right relationship with God. They are looking for you and I dads to have that relationship. Different statistics but but this one said that both father and mom go to church. 72% of the children will go to church when they grow up. If only the father goes to church, the percentage drops down to fifty five percent of children. However, if only the mother goes to church, only fifteen percent of those children will go to church when they are grown. I wanna tell you something, Dad. You're invaluable. I said, you're invaluable, Dad. Amen. In spite of what the world says, in spite of how TV makes a mockery at men and we're just bumbling, a bunch of bumbling idiots, amen, you are invaluable. Amen. One man said a child is not likely to find a father in God unless he finds something of God in his father. I want to tell you, your relationship with God, is the first and foremost thing that ought to be in your life. It is important if we want our children to serve the Lord. Joshua acknowledged his responsibility for the spiritual life of his family. Well, mom takes him to church. He didn't say that, did he? I sent him on the church bus. Amen. He didn't say that, did he? Amen. He said, ask for me and my house. We will serve the Lord. According to the Bible, the family was designated to be the basic educational unit of their children. (coughs) It's not the school's responsibility. It's not the government's. Amen. It's not even the Sunday school teacher or the pastor. Amen. It is the father. Deuteronomy 6 says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine head, and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house, and on thy gates. I want to tell you, it is the Father's duty to make sure his children know how to be saved and to walk in the ways of the Lord. Amen. I know we give you, you know, moms a hard time or, or some ladies a hard time. Rather, Well, it was Eve that took the first bite. If it wasn't for you ladies, we wouldn't be in the mess in. But you know what? When God came looking for somebody, he didn't go looking for Eve, did he? He said, Adam, where art thou? He was the leader. Dr. Richard Halverson, who was a chaplain of the United States Senate for many years, said after 69 years of life and 42 years of marriage, he said, it is my deep, settled conviction that 100% of the responsibility for the sustenance of the marriage relationship belongs to the husband. He didn't say 50 50, did he? He said it's 100% of the responsibility for the sustenance of the marriage. Relationship belongs to the husband. Me and how is our love life at home? Amen. Notice what he said. But as for me, amen. As I said before, too many send their children to church, but how few these days take their children? Amen. A lot of them tell their children to pray, but how few pray themselves? Amen. In a sinner's home, you know, lots of things like pleasure and power and prestige and possessions. Amen. Are the things that's value. But oh daddy, have you and I made our choice. Amen. Does your family value the presence and the power of God. That ought to be what we desire more than anything. Amen. One, my kids say, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost and being useful for the kingdom and glory of God. Amen. I told my kids, I don't care if you're ever a preacher. I don't care if you're a preacher's alive, but I want you to work in the home church doing something. Amen. Building up the kingdom of God. That's all that's going to matter a hundred years from now is that we did something for God. What are some ways that you and I can be a priest, spiritual leader of our home? Teach your children to be followers. It's all about leadership these days. I just gave Wesley a book to read. I got on leadership. But you know the greatest thing to teach your kid is to be a follower. Joshua 3.11 said, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over before you into Jordan. Someone said a boy loves his mother but will follow his father. I heard a touching story about a a humble, consecrated pastor, pastor whose young son became very ill, After the boy had gone through an extensive series of tests, uh, the father was told the shocking news that his son had a terminal illness and was about ready to die. And the youngster had given his heart to the Lord. The little boy had given his heart to the Lord as a, as a as a young boy. And so, you know, dad knew that death would simply transform his son into glory. But how do you tell your little son that he's going to die, that he doesn't have much time to live? And so, amen, after earnestly seeking the direction of the Holy Ghost, he went with a heavy heart, amen, into the hospital ward and, and knelt by his son's bedside. and First he read a passage of scripture and had a time to pray with this boy. And then finally he gently told his little boy that the doctors could promise him only a few more days to live. And he said, are you afraid to meet Jesus, my boy? Amen. Bleaking a few tears away, the little fellow said bravely, no, not if he's like you, dad. Amen. The old pawn his little arms crept about my neck and then I heard him say four simple words I cannot forget for words that made me pray. They turned a mirror on my soul on secrets no one knew. They startled me. I hear them yet. He said I'll be like you. Hey Amen. your children need to know when they come The stony places in life that there is somebody they can turn to. Somebody Amen, there is an ark to follow. Amen, where he leads me, I will go. Amen, teach your children. Amen, your path might be different from mine. Amen, it's not always an easy path. Following the will of God and the plan of God. Amen, but you got to find God's will and follow it with everything within you. Amen. Daddy, is that where you turn to? Or do you turn from God? Do we turn from God, from church, from prayer, from the Bible when things are going wrong? Do we take your troubles to God or do we take them out at God? Teach your children to follow Him explicitly. Amen. He was the priest of his home. He taught them to be Followers, but he taught them to be faithful. Amen. Joshua's faith, amen, was, was authentic. And as a result, his family said, in essence, whatever you say, Dad, we'll agree. Amen. We will agree. Amen. If you're faithful, if you're not faithful to God, Amen, your children will not know that your God is a tried and true God. (laughs) They will not know that he can be dependent upon. That old poem said, Daddy had a little boy. His soul was white as snow. He never went to Sunday school. His daddy wouldn't go. He never heard the word of God that thrills the childish mind. While other children went to class, this child was left behind. As he grew from babe to youth, that saw to his dismay a soul that once was snowy white had now become a dingy gray. Realizing that his son was lost, that tried to win him back, but now the soul that once was white had turned and ugly black that even started back to church and Bible study too. He begged the preacher, isn't there a thing that you can do? The preacher tried and failed and said, we're just too far behind. I tried to tell you years ago, but you would pay me no mind. And so another soul is lost, amen, that once was white as snow, amen, Sunday school would have helped but daddy wouldn't go hey amen we have got to be faithful to the house of God the things of God amen our relationship with God that's what we need to teach our children teach them to be followers teach them to be faithful teach them to have fellowship with the father the priest of the home the godly father is also a man of prayer Charles Sheldon, many of you have read that book in his steps, said this. He gave his testimony. He said, in a log house on a prairie, my father taught me to love the Bible. After breakfast every morning, the family would have a devotional time in the parlor, and each of us had a Bible of his own. Father would read two verses out loud from the chapter of the day. Then mother would read two verses out loud. And then each of us kids would read two verses. He said before five years were over we had read the whole Bible five times. He said I think I'm the only man alive who's ever heard the whole Bible read five times. That was before the audio Bible. He said we never skipped not even in those long list of worthies. We read them all. He said the minute we finished Revelation, Father would turn back to Genesis and it went again. And he said I want to repeat that my Father taught me to love the Bible. as the greatest book in the world. After we read the Bible, passages from the day we would sing a hymn and then all kneel down while Father offered the morning prayer. We were Scotch-Irish and actually Father prayed as long as he liked and he would often pray for us by name amen. Charles Sheldon went on to say when I finally come to go down to to college, I would often be tempted to do what some of the college boys did, square and gamble and go to bars, etc. But just as I was about ready to give way to my desires, I would hear my father's morning prayer in the log house and it was enough to keep me oh, from falling away from God. Hey, amen. Old oh, daddy, Teach your children to be followers. Teach them to be faithful, but teach them to have fellowship with God, to know God as their personal Savior. Joshua was a priest. Amen, but not only was Joshua a priest, he was a planner. Joshua had a plan for his family. You see, being being the priest of your home is not enough you got to have a plan for the spiritual life of your children, of your spouse, of your loved ones. That's why Joshua said, he didn't just say, as for me, I'm, I'm going to live. He said, we will serve the Lord. I'll tell you, we must strive for family unity. Family unity Amen, me and my house, there was togetherness. Amen. The problem with a lot of families, amen, is that they don't do anything together anymore. Amen. We're on the road. I work in lots of rich houses. Amen. And, and, and you know why? I see them. They're never home. Amen. Mom's doing this. Dad's doing this. The kids are doing. God only knows what. Amen. And they're not doing anything together. Amen. And the children are left to fend for themselves. Amen. But it was Joshua and his family devotion for God that gave that family a sense of purpose I want to ask you men today does your family have a purpose what is the purpose amen amen of your family does your family have a vision for God amen you amen who are members here what is your vision for this church amen when I'm home, I have a vision for my church. Amen. There's things I want to see happen there. Amen. Do you have a vision? Oh, well, says, and sometimes I'm going to tell you, the pastor would just said, I wish somebody would step up and say, I want to do something for God. Does your family have a vision for this church? The reason so many children leave the church when they turn 18 is because they have no vision to God and his house. Daddy, that's your responsibility. We must strive for family unity and a family that is united can stand. When the family is united, it can endure the trials that come his way. Like about Joshua, he, he was prepared to stand alone with his family if necessary. That's what he told him. You've got to make up your mind. Are you going to serve them other gods? I mean, those, those gods that we defeated, you know, those gods we already overcome, are you going to serve them? <laughs> you can if you want to, but if I have to stand alone, me and my family will serve the Lord. Amen. That's not the first time he stood apart. Sixty-five years earlier at Kadesh Barnea, he and Caleb had given the minority report, and those two stood against the other, T and Honteah. Amen. Ecclesiastics 4, the Bible said, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one shall lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he that hath." Not another to help him up again, if two lie together, then they have he but how shall, shall one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord he is not quickly bro- broken. Amen. The family that prays together stays together. That are you determined this morning? That you will serve the Lord. That your kids will serve the Lord. Patrick, Hen- Patrick Henry and is known by every school child in America. Amen. He's known for that heroic expression give me liberty or give me death he was an orator of top rank he was a wise and fearless statesman <clears throat> he had of course an active and important role in the government of the united states and in some of the provisions in the constitution but he lacked a personal business ability in in the sense of building up a family fortune he failed So at his death in 1799, his family was not surprised when he opened his (coughs) will to read. And his will said, this is all the inheritance I can give to my dear family. The religion of Christ will give one which will make them rich. Indeed. If you can give nothing else to your children... That's all. it's going to matter. Streets of gold, crown of gold, a mansion in heaven, the presence, the power of the Holy Ghost, a clean heart, a pure heart. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Mr. Carter comes. Man, I know it's mostly for dads, but it's for all of us this morning. Notice I said all of us. All of us can step it up a little bit this morning. All of us can do a little better this morning. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning before we come around this altar. Heavenly Father, thank you. that you so love the world that you gave your only begotten son. God, help us today, especially as fathers, to give our all back to you and to our family. God, help us, Lord, to see our need of being better of doing better, of being more like you today and being the man or woman or young person that you have called us to be. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we come around this altar this morning?